0: trying to warm up, get the thaw going on. So now this morning is a little different, and so I'm gonna actually flip on my iPad here because uh, I've got the option to do so. But uh, it's, it's kind of fun for me today because today is the 14th anniversary that I've been a pastor here in Duval, which is super crazy. Wow, I get a clap for that even. That's awesome. So it's kind of crazy. Here's why it's crazy to me. I, I, when I came here, I was 37 years old. Next month I will be fifty-one, right? And like that puts it in perspective. All of my kids were preteen, and now my kids have kids, you know, and I'm a grandparent. And, and and there's all this perspective, and I think even during that time, certainly some of the most beautiful and and kind of life-changing things has happened, and literally some of the most painful and heart-wrenching things have occurred in that period of time. And and I think when you go through life like that, uh, everything teaches. That's one of my favorite statements, that no matter what you're facing in life, everything teaches. And because of that, that's why we see as a church that life is better with Jesus. Because when you're doing life with Jesus, even when life is painful and awful and cruel or beautiful and fun and lighthearted, whatever it is, if you're doing that with Jesus, there is this opportunity where everything can impart A a life-shaping, life-growing kind of opportunity, right? That's what's there before you. And and, and so with that, even, it's kind of interesting, for the month of January in the Everyday Missionary podcast, I'm going to be doing kind of this weird little series on some lessons that I have learned over the last couple of years uh, when it comes to how Christians are meant to be empowered. I think that's one of the things that's really been on my heart a lot. This question of I read through the New Testament, and I see this idea that there's this empowerment, this radical energizing effect that happens in the life of the Christian to make them utterly different than the world. And and then I, I can't help but pastorally and personally say, are we different enough, and are we tapping into this power source that's given to us to be radically different? Or or do we need to find a way to tap in more to this great mystery that is in there, this kind of almost at times mystical concept of the life of the Spirit in the life of the believer, the life of Christ in the life of the believer, and that kind of thing. So So I'm going to be doing that, and simultaneous to that, I thought, uh, we should talk about the topic of the day. And the topic of the day is worship, right? Because I think worship is the way we tag into that power source. The reality is, uh, I am not a specialist in this field. I can specialize in some parts of it, but certainly Trent is the one that is to uh, kind of bring that to the table for us as a church, certainly on Sunday mornings. And I just want to say for the record, of all of our staff, Trent has the toughest job. And, and I mean that sincerely. I don't say that to placate or anything else. He really has the toughest job because over the years I've been in different churches and I've heard, we love the worship, we hate the worship, it moves me, it doesn't move me, it needs to be this, we love that it's that. And, and as a worship pastor, to be real honest, um, you should just hug Trent or shake his hand or say thank you every once in a while just because it, 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 it's hard when you have a deep passion to see people moved into something and then you have to deal sometimes with critique or criticism or just what It's just a hard job. It's really a hard job. I'm glad I can't sing or play. I'm freed from that. Um, and then he relentlessly comes back to it every week, even after criticism, because he wants to help us engage with this. So we thought it'd be fun to have him actually come out today and just share his heart on worship, to hear from him on what he wants to hopefully make happen for us as a congregation uh, and and why at the end of the day what we're really built for is worship right even what I do in teaching is meant to drive us to that place and so uh, I'm gonna be up here basically as like the lioness security blanket I don't really serve any role
1: it's just (laughs) commentary yeah I'm commentary I'll ask a question
0: every once in a while I'll be like Ed
1: McMahon to your Johnny yes Johnny right so my jokes
0: yeah I'll laugh at your jokes even the bad ones so because it
1: it is true you're talking about that, that that you know the criticism and all those things, you know, there's just certain things when, and, but it can be across the board, too, from praise to criticism, you know, and sometimes you just get this thing, and I've, I've had people, like, walking, like, right at me, just looking like this after service, and I'm just like, oh, no, here it comes, <laughs> and they'll just be like, I was just so moved today and connected to God or something, you know, or <laughs> you get somebody that was, you know, and you get the other ones, you know, oh, man, that, yeah, I did, ooh, yeah, that was really bad today. Like, like <laughs> that, that, just like no, nothing barred. Like that was bad. You know? Like, yeah, it's hard, man. Yeah, it's both beautiful and hard
0: all the same time. I so. Yeah,
1: especially with streaming. Streaming has been the, like we've talked about that. It's it's the super hard to just make it sound acceptable online, and that's that's really tough. It's a lot easier. In an auditorium because you just have all these. so any little micro nuance that's like not on is is off And uh, we we work on that we try to be we good for that to eliminate distractions, but it's tough, too so uh, well, well, thanks matt for letting me uh, share and and just <clears throat> um I'm, not usually the one that loves and wants to share and speak because I never feel like oh, speaking is like my gifting But I I do get excited When he asks me to share and and um, just some things going in my heart and and that big thing is is that we would just increase our worship maybe a little bit more. You know, right? I've been thinking about like, okay, what is my job here as worship pastor to to help us in our worship, right? And we do that through singing and stuff. But sometimes there's there's stuff that I just I wish I could share so and I and 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 like my, my 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 uh kind of oh, I don't know, a few years after I got here, I went to this conference, a sing conference. Remember I went out there in, in Nashville and I was just Inspired by this, and, and some thoughts of like, how do we get, especially through uh, communication of singing, how do we get our people, us as a group, to sing more? And it's just been something that's been going through my mind. I've asked a lot of people questions on that, and uh, just some thoughts that I wanted to share on that today. And uh, just to start with. Somebody's
0: know. seeking somebody right now, boop, though. Boop, boop. You know what that was? That was God saying, hey, everybody listen up. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah, this is, is going to be really good.
1: <laughs> um, in, uh, in Hebrews 13, 15 through 16, right, it says, Through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Now, this is a pretty common scripture in regards to worship. And um, we, we see from this that there's a definite physical response in worship, right? <clears throat> And it's an active thing. It's an action. We've heard that of what worship is. And, and there's kind of, in this passage, at least, there's in, a lot of times in through the New Testament, there's kind of these two ways of doing that action. One, as the verbal expression of our praise, that fruit of our lips from singing, offering a sacrifice of praise to God. There's another tangible, physical act, and we talk about that a lot, too, in loving our neighbors, right? That is an act of worship, too, that we do. And, you know, he says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. That is also where right. to worship. So worship is so multifaceted, and I know we oftentimes lump worship into, oh, singing time and stuff, and we we all kind of know, like, worship is so much more than that, right? But I do want to just kind of look today at, at one small part of that, that verbal, physical response of singing to God, that verbal expression that we do. And, um, I, my, my hope is that we can just. My thought is we get a little bit tangled up but sometimes, though, in how to do that and maybe how to do that better. So that's what I'm kind of hoping on, on uh, to communicate today. So I start with kind of the question: Why should we sing and worship even, right? Why should we do this? Why, why do we show up and do this? Well, God commands it all throughout the Bible, in scriptures, all the time. Not just to praise God, but to praise God with singing also, right? Psalm 95, from the video that we saw. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. Psalm 47 says, shout to God with loud songs of joy. It says, sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises, that's not a paraphrase. That's that's like all oh, what it says. Sing praises, sing praises, sing praises. It's telling us that. Even Ephesians 5.19 says, address one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, right? So, uh, so we're, we're commanded to worship and, and through singing to Him. And why singing? Why do we sing, right? I think it's it's sometimes kind of an odd thing that people think of, but Singing, for a few reasons, is, is a quality that enables us to remember words, right? So, uh, Colossians 3.16, where it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let that word dwell as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. In Deuteronomy 31, Israel's about to go into the promised land, and God tells Moses to teach them this song. Why? So that they will not forget the words so that they will not forget his words. It's kind of like a jingle, right? You get a jingle, and it's like stuck in your head, right? So it's like if I say, um, like a good neighbor. <laughs> yeah. We Wow, uh, marketing right. works well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this one, it's not a lot of words, but they, I don't know. I guess because I've been watching a few football games, and you, for whatever reason, uh, uh, insurance commercials are all over right? that. We are farmers. <laughs> it used to be the the comment was that j-e-l-l-o you know those old those little jingles right that was like how many years ago and it's still like just all
0: i know now is these songs are gonna be stuck in her head all day yeah you're
1: to blame for it so, yep yeah. yep uh I, I don't know what it is about uh, but but you think about it, they probably spend thousands of dollars to come up with that little nugget right there's no truth in that right But when we put singing and worship together, we're putting that truth together. And that's the second point here I want to say. It enables us to combine doctrine and devotion, or the head and the heart of those two things together, right? In John 4, another uh, famous chapter uh, a famous uh, scripture on worship, John four twenty three and 24. Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman and he's saying, but the hour is coming when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. So singing is a very practical way of combining head and truth and scripture and heart, spirit, love, emotion for God. It's not a one or the other. It's a both and. And and singing is meant to stir up our emotions, right? We are We are moved by music. We are moved by song. And that's designed from God, our creator. He is the ultimate creator of music. And we can use that to glorify him and benefit from that. Another point, singing on earth, why singing? Singing, I think it anticipates what is going to be taking place in heaven, when we get to heaven, right? In in Revelation 5, it says, And they sang in a loud voice, Worthy, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Worship will be a big part of heaven. One day we'll be able to do it there. Amazing, right? We'll all have that voice that's just like, I don't know, Celine Dion or Adele or something like that, and be able to just like, ah, and sing out, right? And and, and, uh, and do it perfectly, Effortlessly, Isn't that amazing? We get a little chance to practice that here on earth as imperfect and stuff as we are. Um, so we have reasons to sing, but one of the things I've been looking at too a lot of times is I really think that there's a cultural problem that keeps us a little bit from worship. And in that worship of experiencing all that, especially in singing, right? So our, our culture is not really known as a singing culture, In in America, right? I mean, there's music and stuff, but it's not. Other cultures sometimes they'll they'll sing. They've got songs for everything. They're always singing throughout the house and stuff like that. And we don't do that though as much in America. Uh, We simply don't sing much. We we here are much more a performance culture, right? Performance. We're into. We watch others. Do. It's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? So, like, we, we watch others do everything from playing sports, we watch them do, we watch them cook. You know, we, even, even like a few years ago, watching people play video games became a big thing. And that just blew my mind. Like, why would you watch somebody play video games, right? Uh, I mean, they play video games themselves too, but we're so into this um, watching and letting others do, right? We are the amateurs then, we feel like, and we watch the professionals, do their thing right those professionals and um uh anybody read the book The the giant hairball it was kind of this like um yeah me neither I, he, he asked me yesterday I'm like, yeah I'm I, I, I don't know i read it in man. college it was kind of this artsy book i guess for that so it, it was all about this artist he worked for um hallmark anyway but in uh just i cr- thought it was like a plumber's book or something. yeah oh, no. you? <laughs> i'm like what you're reading a plumbing uh, don have you read it Oh Don even oh, hasn't I read even it. Oh, our big know. artist. Oh,
0: the shame okay. of the artist. So uh. it's, <laughs> <he> puts,
1: <laughs> it's a great book that I love the 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 one of the one of the things he goes and he talks about is he goes to some schools a lot of times and he always asks this question like and, and it's so in the in the like kindergarten class If you said, who here is an artist? Every kid like raises their hand. I'm an artist. Why? Because they just drew a picture probably five minutes ago, you know? Or if it's like, who here is a singer? It'd be like everybody because they just, you know, had music class and they all were just singing songs. Or they just sang a song around their little rug and stuff like this, right? They all are. But beyond a doubt, when he would get to junior high and high school, and then you ask those same questions, who here is an artist? You'd get like one or two hands here's a thing, one or two hands, like like barely anybody. Why? Because the, we, we become like kind of put into these roles, right? And we have to be the professional in those roles. So maybe it's like you go into the sports role, right? Or you go into the music role, or you go into the art role, or stuff like that. And you're kind of like, and then you become, try to become a professional, even at such a young age, right? With club sports and all those things, like you're in the dance, like the elite dance program and stuff like this. So it's, it's, we're in there to become that professional. And then everything else we look at as, well, I'm not the professional at that, so I can't do that as much. And um, it's, it's just a really weird thing with that. So, and besides church, which I think is a little bit weird at times, right? Because we, church is not like anything else, kind of that we do a lot. But, Um, just in singing and stuff like that and that physical expression, there's two other places that I see that it's really done a lot. One of them I think you kind of know about is kind of a common illustration too is at a sporting event. That's a time when people will sing, people in a chant or so too, right? And they will do that with gusto a lot of times, and they will actually do that. So, so a little bit similar to church and stuff, and you're worshiping in a sense, your team, you're cheering them on, you're rallying together all as one voice, right? And you kind of have I, a few different fans, right? You've got your super fan, are you what, what kind of, Are you a super fan? I would say for the Seahawks, pretty much. You yeah, get your jersey yeah. and see, stuff.
0: But when I went to the Sounders, which I'd like to say for the record is much more fun than even the Seahawks. They
1: are crazy no, super dude, fans, right? They are
0: super fans, and I got so pulled into it, I didn't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, but I'm just like. Woo! Yellow card thing. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Because they're all doing it in sync. But it was I know they—they got, they cool. got
1: their whole like singing section. Yeah. Even cheerleader section. It's like going it's, to uh,
0: Hogwarts and watching them. You know, it's yeah. it's a different thing. We, we went awesome.
1: to a couple games and I had never been, and they, they they gave me a scarf too. So like I oh. felt like whoa, okay, yeah. They I knew could,
0: to not fit. give me a scarf. I hadn't I earned it yet. So, I
1: felt you know, like yeah. I could fit in with it. So you've got those super fans, right? And they're yelling. they if they're watching on the TV, they're yelling at the TV. You know, they're singing along with it. And they, whoa. Let's go. Yeah. Stuff like that. You got kind of your nominal fans that maybe they'll cheer a little and they're not maybe as voice re- uh, demonstrative and stuff in their emotions. But but uh, yeah, good. You know, even those will like if it's a bad play. Oh, they'll feel that right in that emotion in there. Then you also, you, you have kind of the, I call it, I came with someone else. So just get me out of here as soon as I can fan. <laughs> and you, those people, those are the ones that come over to your Super Bowl party, right? <laughs> You've seen some of those. What are they there for? Food. Food. Commercials snacks and commercials yeah, right commercials. they'll be like oh that was a good a commercial you know that made me laugh but they're just like you know they, they come to watch maybe the end of the game if it's like close and it's tied but the rest of the time they're just eating the snacks and stuff like that <clears throat> um now i i just do that in there that little illustration because i think and and um i've heard many excuses to for worship or at least why we i don't want to sing for worship and um some, tell me if you've ever think uh, you've heard some of these right so like i can't sing i'm tone deaf we uh, how many times do we feel like oh i'm not a singer right or, or or i'm tone deaf is a weird one i've i've never met a person who is tone deaf just bad voice right and 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 not even that <laughs> like the, the, the weird yeah a lot of people say, well i'm tone deaf i can't sing and it's like can you go uh, they'll go, uh can you go Like a little hand go. Uh, Like if you can make like two different pitches. If you can, if you, you know, if you talk just like this and that is all you talk, then yeah, you would maybe be a monotone, tone deaf person. (laughs) But, but, but we aren't. What what we do have is a lot of people who just don't understand their voice and stuff. So a big thing. This is just a little practical. uh, Because here's here's the reason. It's kind of weird. We talk like this. Even I do. We talk like this but singing is up here in this voice. We don't go around and talk, unless you're Michael Jackson. Like, <laughs> maybe that's why he was such a good singer, okay? But he's he's the only one that really, you know, talk, hi, I'm Michael. If we did that, people would just, you know, if I, if I talk like that all the time, good morning, how's your Hey, Matt, how you doing? Matt would be like, okay, this guy's a little crazy. Uh, w- we don't do that. So it's it's two different voices. And if we don't use that voice all the time, it's like we're, we're, we're doing like this. So so they just feel like, well, well, that's not my voice. Well, like, Unless you do cartoon characters, but even this voice. We we sing up here, and these we not unless you're Gregorian chant, you're bum bum bum. But but so there is that weird just dichotomy that people just aren't used to it. I, I don't like to sing. That's another excuse I've heard, right? It's it's too high for me to sing. That's another thing that's related to that. You're like, uh well, I, I can't sing that high at all, right? Um you can, you just don't know where to put it and stuff. Um it was funny. I gotta, I gotta pick on I don't know if I should say her name But one of our staff people when we, we did this little staff meeting And we kind of have a chance To share some devotionals So some of this stuff Came out of that too And um so I had this idea I was going to do some stuff on worship And then we were going to sing And, I was, uh, and then it was like so and so was sick And so and so was sick So it was like three of us there And I was like oh this is going to be like a nightmare right Three people trying to sing some worship songs And stuff like this So um, I'm kind of talking through this stuff and, and then we were doing this It was like a little Christmas song I think or something you know. And I was like um, okay to, the, to this gal like, and, and I was trying to <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> So not to pick on anyone uh, but, but this, but this points out a good thing. So, so I was trying to sing a song that's in this like super little easy range, right? And, I, and then I was just saying like, kind of just talking about music and and singing stuff. And I said, okay, and and we're gonna, uh, you know, Oh come, Oh come, Emmanuel, or something like that. And and Reese, you're gonna sing, Oh come, Oh come, Emmanuel. And she's like, Oh, I can't sing that high. Like you just hear that and you just think, I can't sing that high, right? And um, <clears throat> people kind of have that all the time but at a sporting event i don't know if you know it or you're singing along with the radio you're singing that high like all the time right i was thinking of like like if there's you know they start playing that don't stop believing right and so Don't stop believing, right? Hold on to that feeling, right? That's like way up there, high or How many times have you ever seen people screaming out, "Living on a prayer"? I know it's not a worship song, right, at all. <laughs> but um, you know, whoa, living on a prayer, whoa, yeah, quick, <laughs> and then it goes through a key change, and the people still keep singing it like crazy, right? And you got these auditoriums that are all singing that stuff out. Because they're just—they're just, they're singing with a passion, and, and they're not realizing that, oh, we can actually sing that way, which is, <clears throat> which is kind of funny. Um, wh- one more illustration. I haven't he- heard of this illustration a lot com- uh, connected to worship, and I, I don't know. I just kind of had thought of this a lot. is like a birthday party. So a birthday party is kind of one of the other places in our American culture, at least, where—what happens— we sing the happy birthday song, right? Everybody sings the birthday song. And um, have you ever noticed what happens when it's time to sing? When it's time to sing, like, like what? There's something a lot of times that happens, you know?
0: I get nervous.
1: <laughs> oh Yeah, yeah, why? What, everybody does. <laughs> we what, all got to sing it. And what do they do? You notice? They kind of... They point to somebody to yep, start yep, it. Yep, <laughs> yep. I saw somebody do it. They, they point or they look around who's going to start it right? Who's going to start it? <gasps> Heaven forbid I start it. You know why? It's kind of funny. Here, here's the reason why. Because the birthday song is a weird song in the sense that it starts in like a, a, this middle range. And if, if you start it in a, or starts low, if you start it in too much of a weird range, it gets way too high. So maybe you've seen this where somebody goes, happy birthday, you know, the excited one, to you. And then we're all doomed. Happy no. birthday to you. And then they go, happy birthday. Birthday, you know and then it just everything falls apart you know the birthday is over it was horrible and stuff so nobody wants to be that person right nobody i don't want to so here's just your tip if you ever have, if everybody looks at you happy birthday just start it low okay just start it low and you'll be fine happy birthday you'll be fine but now here's another thing what happens when the singing starts Let's say, let's say one parent is there for a birthday and one parent's in the other room getting their camera. What happens when the singing starts? It, they rush to get there, right? Because they don't want to miss it. They're like blessing this child or this person in this honoring moment. They have this time where it's like, man, they, they, they got to be there for this. This is important. They know because they're showing them honor and stuff. And... Um, uh. um I I was thinking through this. Can you imagine a parent at a birthday party for their own child and just standing there, right? Everybody's singing, and they're standing there. Well, and they say, I was thinking it in my mind, (laughs) right? I was, I thought it. I don't have to actually verbalize it no that's kind of crazy right I, like that's like a person of absolutely devoid of any mo- of any emotion it was kind of funny i was looking up uh Google. What, what do you call a person with with no emotion there's there's a uh did you know that spock yeah spock <laughs> there's a technical term elixamithia and it was kind of a crazy one but this other one just said a psychopath <laughs> a person with no emotion right so most of us are not a psychopath. Most of us are not. Most of us, yeah. Okay, so so even if you don't know how to sing, you're at a birthday party, you just, you mumble along. <laughs> you're right? And you kind of just move your mouth and you, and you participate. <laughs> it's the one time when we do that. I mean, even if you can only sing on one note, you just kind of do that and still move your lips around it and we'll, and we'll be singing that. And um, <clears throat> this kind of reminds me of more, Reasons that I've heard when people say that they don't want to sing or don't like to sing or won't sing in worship. Here's a big one: I feel self-conscious. Right? Whoa! I oh, I don't like that style. That's kind of common. Okay. Uh, God knows my heart already, so I don't have to sing it. I kind of alluded to that with the birthday story, right? Uh, I just like the preaching. That that self-conscious though, I think is such a big thing. We have such a fear, a fear of doing that. For, for whatever reason, we in our culture have a fear, just like the birthday song. We're all kind of scared. If, if I said, hey, we're going to sing a worship song, and I was going to say, I'm going to choose someone to start it, right? You would all be like, oh, don't point at me, right? Uh, just Just because we have that fear. And here's the deal. That fear is something that we all struggle with, right? We all struggle with that, especially when it comes to to singing for some reason. And we were talking about this in our staff meeting. And um, just saying, and I was sharing too, like I get nervous even when I sing. You know, there's— because of our performance mentality, right, and all this stuff, when we're used to everything is auto-tuned, everything that you hear on the radio, every single song, every single pretty much professional live performance, even that you hear at the Grammys, always, ninety-nine percent of it is auto-tuned. Also, so we're used to this exactly perfect listening to consumerizing, consuming that music, right? So we have this fear. So, I like even to, when I first started singing, I was horrible. Like, I grew up just playing instruments, never sang a note until I was probably college age. I mean, maybe, can I, like, I can't even remember, like, like being in church and kind of just, like, moving my mouth of one of those, right? Not, not singing much and not understanding or how to sing or anything like that. And um, I, I was horrible, right? And so I was— deathly afraid when I started, like a couple first times I had to lead worship and was just trying to learn how to sing even and stuff like this, and I was so nervous. Even today I get nervous because there is that pressure. Like, I don't want to uh, I don't want to disrupt somebody. I don't want to uh, somebody else to hear me. Right? I'm afraid that, we talk about like, if I sing out, that person two rows in front of me is going to be like going, oh. <laughs> You know, just just because we we have this, well, I'm not the professional. I don't have that great a voice. And that fear can just stop us up so much. You know, Satan is the author of that fear, and we have to overcome him. And Proverbs 29 says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life and have an abundantly... I just picture that. I, I I picture Satan wants to steal that joy from us, and he's used that fear. He's used that fear for us of of singing this God-given, beautiful gift that we've had. <laughs> but I can just get them a little bit afraid, and they won't sing out. They won't let their heart cry out to God. I've got them, right? One one last uh Reason I've heard—I uh, oh, was saying that already, I think. I'm, I'm afraid that someone will hear me and be distracted. A, a little story of someone in my life who was the opposite of that, the complete opposite. This was my grandma. We called her Gigi then later for great-grandma. And uh, my grandma was probably one of the worst singers that I knew. Yeah,
0: is she still alive no no she's she not. hears you right now yeah yeah, yeah so <laughs> so um she's like, you should hear me now yeah
1: yeah i don't know if she was the worst singer but because but because i don't hear everybody sing mm-hmm. but i i i knew she was so uh, we would as a family too and stuff we would laugh at her and make fun of her even and because of You could hear her singing, right? Her voice would just carry an echo in the church. So you could be sitting five rows behind her in church, right? And you could hear her voice singing. And it was, it was, I don't think ever singing on key. It, but it was singing loudly. And, you know, I was thinking, we always questioned her musical ability, made fun of it but you know what we never questioned her love for Jesus her heart for worship man that was never in question and she led this life of a person who was not afraid to do that she truly sang for an audience of one right she was singing and worshiping her Heavenly Father she, With her whole heart, her whole voice overflowed with praise. And God took delight in that. God took delight in her individual voice. He was not laughing at her. No, God was honored. God was glorified in that. He took delight in her worship as she took delight in him. And in the same way, He takes delight in each of us, in our individual sound, our imperfect sound, no matter how good, bad, inadequate, perfectly on pitch, out of key we sing. God takes delight as we each have our own unique voice. Um, I wanted to just kind of then, too, with this, you know, talking about this, give kind of a, a, some practical application or challenge or so because my hope again is that we can raise our level of worship through singing just a little bit just a little bit each time maybe maybe a little bit less fear i think one important thing to do is to admit that fear right to just know we're all in that same boat are we not we're all in that same boat jesus has the power to overcome that fear Isaiah 41 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, delivered me from all my fears. In 2 Timothy 1, 7, um, I love this one uh, uh, because I still remember it. Speaking of singing and music and worship from a, a scripture song from many years ago Yeah from the uh, based on the new king james version for god has not given us a spirit of fear right this little song God has not given us a spirit of fear a spirit of power a spirit of love and a sound mind. Now you say like oh that's like silly little song, right? But it's still there in my head It's taken the head and the heart and put them together and um <clears throat> So so we can do that. Admit that we have that fear and, and try to overcome that and give that to God. Uh, another practical way, man, to encourage you, bring worship and singing into your everyday life. And, and And how can we do that? I think we need to, again, like I said before in that verse Hebrews 13, from Hebrews 13, Through Him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, acknowledging His name. Allow that praise to be on your lips every day, verbally. Verbally, there's something about it when we express it verbally, right? Now, bring it to your homes bring it to your commute bring it to your small groups bring it to your family time um, you know in, in, in uh, most people you know what the most common uh, radio station is for people pretty much 30 and above would you know it I guess
0: I only listen to sports radio. I don't know. It's <laughs> exactly.
1: Talk radio. That's that's what people pretty much listen to in the car, right? You think of it like a younger generation. They were always listening to the radio, which is kind of weird. But uh, as we go over a lot of times. So so maybe it's it's listening to worship in your car. There's a couple neat things that you can do nowadays, especially um, uh, to do that, of, of how do we get this music into our homes, into our lives, some other practical ways for this. Uh Besides just the radio, there's Christian radio. You can put that on in the car, but I don't know. Sometimes it's good stuff on there. Sometimes I I get bored of that. And an amazing thing that we have, again, technology. We have like Spotify or Apple Music or or, uh, Amazon Music. Uh, Any of these different things where you can get an on-demand playlist and you can listen to any style of worship you want You could have acapella hymns if you wanted You could have heavy metal worship if you wanted, right? So you could have stuff that that moves you because you are unique and different and there's gonna be different songs different styles that you really love and and to surround yourself with that I even have an uh, an art. There's there's for the worship songs that we do a lot of times on Sunday. I've even tried to like narrow that down so you can be familiar, right? If you're more familiar with songs, it's a little bit easier to sing them, right? Than if you're just like, okay, it's a new song every week and I don't know that song, you know. Um, I've made a couple of playlists on Spotify and on um, YouTube. Of some worship playlists Of the songs that we sing On Sunday mornings a lot of times And if you just search If you get this key Redemption Church Duval Worship On either Spotify or uh, YouTube You can find that I'm trying to get one on Apple Music But I'm still trying to figure out How to work that Which is weird Because I love Apple But Apple Music just doesn't work (laughs) Um, So there's a plug for you (laughs) (laughs) I'm a sponsor for uh, (laughs) Spotify (laughs) Um, like and subscribe <laughs> <laughs> no it's a worship playlist i don't even know if you can subscribe to it or not um but um we we, uh, we started recognizing this stuff we we got a new t v uh this, and, and smart TV and stuff in our living room. We hadn't had a TV in our living room a lot, but you've noticed this from watching, like, even online services. We all had to do that, so watching some of that stuff, it's, it's not the same, but it's a way to fill our house with stuff of, like, and nowadays there's so many videos that are wonderfully produced. It's like, if you've got a playlist of worship videos, you can just have that in your living room, and it can be playing throughout your house and filling your home with worship, and you're sitting down there, and it's, it's pleasing to watch, too, a lot of these things, and to hear, because they've been mixed and auto-tuned, okay, yes, even though they're live, Okay, but um, that's that's just a great way to, to bring some of that into your everyday life. Um, maybe it's choosing to do one song at a small group time. Like maybe your small group meets together and they've never done worship, and you maybe just say, you know what, man, let's let's. How do we we worship into this? How do, maybe maybe let's just do one song. Maybe somebody knows how to play guitar and can do an easy song, or maybe you can just. Play a recording or a video, especially these YouTube videos, you know if you, people are used to watching the video and stuff like that, and you can sing along and you can have a worship experience to do that. you could if you do play an instrument, maybe you could learn one song, an easy worship song to play. I can help you with that. if you want some music to just say, "Man, I, I've got a guitar, I play a little bit. I'd love to do something for our, our work, small group or our family or something like that, or piano or something like that. If you can play three chords. Maybe four. You can play just about every worship song, okay? So it's not that hard to do. Um, Practice singing. Practice. It it takes practice. Like I said, when I started singing, I was horrible, and I couldn't do it at all. And, And overdoing it, you start to learn how to do it. Um, you can even ask me and some I've had people say, man, I can't even sing. And I've had them come in and just kind of help them. Here's another kind of little little freebie uh, musical lesson thing. So a lot of times people say like, and I've said this, like the no tone deaf person. People just don't know where to place their voice in things. And, and I've heard people say too, uh, I can sing with that girl. I can't sing with that girl. I can sing with that person, I can't sing when you sing; it gets too high, I like this stuff. So here's here's the problem: uh, songs. If you know music, like an octave, do re mi fa sol la ti do. Okay, that's kind of the main thing that most songs come in, and they stretch over that. Well, the problem is, guys have this range that like goes from here to here in the octaves, and girls have this range that go from here to here. So they overlap, and they're not like they're not like this, like perfect octaves. So when we sing a song, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do, then when it's the girl, it's Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do. And they got to get up, up really high, right? So the only times when they overlap are kind of in these two different sections or if the song has a really small range and stuff like that. So sometimes actually, and you have to change octaves, okay? So if, if, if I'm singing an octave that's up and it's too high, you can sing it low. That's totally fine. It's totally fine to sing, a, you know, uh, like when we were singing what were we singing before, you know, um, Praise to the Lord. The, I can't even sing that low. <laughs> Mighty the King of creation. And to have this low, deep singing, that's totally fine to do too. Or to, to jump an octave, right? So if you're singing a song and you're singing along... Um, Oh, oh, let's see. I was thinking one I can't even think of it. Um But you're singing, you know, da 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 and a lot of these hymns will take these jumps and stuff like that. Well, sometimes the ladies always say, like, oh, well, that gets up too high. Well, you can jump down the octave. So if you learn to just even kind of transition some of these. If this is all over your head, that's fine. But just know that I don't always have to sing in that same range, right? If they jump the octave. This
0: may be very experimental, yeah. It's like <laughs> we're all going to be like, we're going to take this for a spin. This is going to be rad. I, I was thinking of making them
1: actually, you know, like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to make you actually just like sing and try this and change octaves and stuff, except maybe Reese. I may make her do something all by herself, right? Just so, no. Uh, another thing, uh, pray and ask the Holy Spirit for help. If this is something you struggle with, Right? If, 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 uh, even if it's something you don't struggle with and you're just like, man, I'd like to be even more free in my worship. I'd like to be able to express that more. To, to pray for God's help and His Holy Spirit to help grow you. My wife and I were talking and she was saying the same, you know, a natural occurrence in life and even in our Christian life if, as we just grow older over time. Over time, we'll just grow older, but we must make an effort to grow closer. God, to be more like Him. We must make those efforts. Those won't just happen by accident. Um, Make a choice to step out of your comfort zone then. And uh, growth happens in discomfort, right? I know that, like Matt asked me what I share, and I say kind of begrudgingly, yes, and knowing that I will grow through that even though it's uh, not comfortable for me. But I know I can. And um, so choose to, wh- whatever it may be, choose to maybe sing a little louder. Choose to try to have less fear. Maybe it's choose to raise your hands up. Maybe it's clap your hands. Maybe it's to close your eyes during more intimate time and, be, and shut out the other distractions that are around you. Um, Know that we are all on that same journey. Maybe it's to choose to be a super fan for Jesus, right? One of those that, man, I've got my jersey on. I'm just all in and I am there. Maybe it's to come running when you hear the birthday song, right? What's the birthday song? That's kind of our instrumental opener here at church, okay? We play that, think of that as the birthday song. As you hear that, man, I want to get there so I can worship our Almighty God and I can raise my voice with all of my fellow friends and believers to have one voice in praise together. Yeah. I don't know, Matt, if you got any other thoughts on just some of those things I was sharing because we're going to sing a little bit too. Here, yeah, but. no,
0: I, I think the biggest thing when Trent was sharing in that staff meeting where it was myself, Reese, Scott, and Trent, and, and Trent's like, hey, I'm going to make us all worship together. I'm like, dude, there's four of us.
1: <laughs> it was, I thought, it was, I'm like, this it, is such a like, bad you idea. You just such wrecked a bad the idea. staff
0: meeting, you know, <laughs> like, this is going to stink. And, and, and I remember, like, instantly, as soon as he said it, I, I, I could literally feel the perspiration, you know. Uh-huh. I was just like, oh.
1: The whole time I kept debating, like I, I wasn't and sure And was like, I'm not gonna do I was it. Gonna fire you I'm not spot. gonna do I, it. <laughs> like,
0: like, sorry to see you go, man. You know, here's your box. But but by the end of it, I was like, wow, I was really uncomfortably moved by that. Like it really was. And I, I appreciated even when Trent was honest, saying, I get nervous in the setting of the four of us, I'm nervous to do it. You know, I'm like, wow, well, we're both in the same boat. That's amazing. And then to clear that all out and say, Yeah. I think you made a great point about how, you know, I, I, we we sometimes look at the Bible like, what does God command us to do? Like, he's, you know, just making demands on our lives. We're supposed mm-hmm. to do them. Instead of seeing that commands are opportunities, commands are blessings. He, he wants our best. And so there's so much command, I think, to worship, not because he's like, you know, I'm insecure and I need to be filled up, because that's not God, right? He's yeah. like, I want to be worshiped because that unleashes you, that frees yeah. you, that empowers you, and like, I think you're right, the enemy wants to tell us, no, just be uncomfortable, you know? And and it kind of keeps you sequestered. It keeps you from having that full potential. And so it's one that, you know, again, I don't have the skill sets that you do, but I do know what can be unlocked in that space.
1: It's like we were talking, unleashing that power of the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. To see it in our it's lives. It's like there's this
0: multifaceted way the Spirit is engaged in that, mm-hmm. but certainly one of these areas is that, and that's pretty substantiated when you read through the New Testament. So um, I think more than me sharing anything, I think you kind of mm-hmm. taking us out here with a little bit of worship, I think the best thing we can do is kind of apply what you've you've kind of led at this point. Now, to do that, I want to be clear. I am with you 100%. I'm going to be singing my heart out with my microphone off.
1: But we can, we maybe will, leave it on just I a little, Stefan. What do you I think? I have the well, power,
0: <laughs> Stefan. I will tear the batteries from this pack, all right? So. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm all in. I am all in, so... Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, why don't you stand? I think it's too easier to... Worship, we get more oxygen air when we're we're standing and singing. And uh just to take the time to sing a couple little worship songs and, and to encourage you. Maybe maybe you'll take it one little step more. Whatever whatever that is for you, right? And acknowledge that. We're we're all here, okay? So I like I don't know, I just kinda hope I hear some bad voices, right? I'm 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 looking for someone to replace Gigi. Okay? <laughs> Gigi is worshiping in heaven now. And I, I just picture her with that same passion and that loud voice, but now it's just angelic, right? But with that same passion, and one day we will be there too. Yeah, let's sing, singing this song. here. You know, like, and, uh, sometimes I'll sing a song high or low and, and even like jump an octave and never feel like you have to jump an octave. Always feel like, guys, you can, you can sing it low if you want. Ladies, you can sing it high. And, and, and ladies, it is okay to sing high in this voice that's up there. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I teach kids a lot so many times and, and I'll try to get kids like singing and stuff, certain things. And they'll be like, you know, I can't sing that. Like those, I'm like, I can't sing that. You just like you just said that. I can't, I, I can't sing that. And and uh, it's remember we speak down here, but we sing up here. And that voice, that light high voice, la, is a beautiful voice too. It's a voice from God that you can use. Let's sing this little chorus Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God! Oh, praise the name of.